Hey, wake up. Welcome to episode 103 of Scar Bears. I'm Chris DT Gordon. It is, as always, a blessing to have you here with me today. And I want to thank Nate and Britton Barron for helping me out with this prog- this pro- uh, project. If you want them to help you on your project and maybe help you stop stuttering as well, you can reach out to them at Nate Barron. Now, I know some of you watching the YouTube episode are wondering, Chris, why are you wearing a Christmas sweater? It's April. Well, you know what? I learned a long time ago, you have to live your own life. Don't worry about what other people think. Don't try to make them happy. Make yourself happy. Wear what you want to wear, okay? And besides, I'm a wimp and it's cold. So, (laughs) joining me today is my new friend, Angela Knappenberger. How are you today, Angela? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. And I'm sorry I had to play on your name a little bit (laughs) at the beginning because it does tie into your story. You and I are parents, and at one time we were new parents and dealing with an infant that was struggling to understand what this whole wide world was about. And at the same time, we were dealing with issues of our own while caring for this young one. But you have a story that explains what many people do go through, but we really haven't heard about. So could you please share that? Yes, absolutely. So I got pregnant with my daughter in, it was like March, I think, 2015. Yes, around there. She was born December 2015. Um, I had a really healthy pregnancy. I did have gestational diabetes, but it was uh, well under under control. I never had to go on medication or anything like that. So overall, a really healthy pregnancy. Um, However, once I had my daughter, then things kind of took a turn for the worse. So she was really healthy. um, And I am getting to the point here. She was really healthy, but it it just, um, I was not getting enough sleep because I was very much like, I really wanted to, to breastfeed. And that was kind of like, I don't want to say the end all be all, but it was like, no, I'm going to do this. And I was just so determined, but, uh, she wouldn't latch. And, you know, for the first couple of weeks, we had to feed her with like an eyedropper syringe and this teeny little medicine cup, you know? Um, so I would pump out the milk and then my husband and I would take turns feeding her and, you know, and it was so just exhausting and draining. Cause you know, you, you have those fears of like, am I ever going to make enough milk? Is she ever going to latch? Is this ever going to work? You know? And then you're like, Oh, I'll just give her formula. Well, I didn't really want to do that. And then And I was afraid if I did give her formula, well, then you can't really, you maybe can't nurse. Like if you're not, one feed is nursing, other feeds formula. Like you, so you kind of, you would have to do, if you still want to nurse, you'd still have to nurse, you know? Um, So, so, but we kept at it. Um, But it was just, it was so challenging. So to come home from, from the hospital with her um, and she slept great in the hospital. So and that most of them do. Most newborn babies do. So it kind of tricks you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is great. No like, problem. 
Yeah, and I'm like, wow, walk to the threshold. <laughs> I'm like, we got one of the the lucky ones here, also, yeah. you know. And um, well, then when we got home, it was a different story. So she was she was up uh, those first couple weeks at least every hour of the night, mm-hmm. you know. And I was just again so adamant about breastfeeding her that I would just let her nurse the whole night because. I didn't, I didn't really know at the time being so new to, to breastfeeding that she's just hanging on just for comfort. She's not actually getting milk after a certain amount of time, you know, so it's, so I, it's ironically draining. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. So, um, you know, then later I learned, oh, I could have just taken her off, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I didn't know that. So I would stay awake while she was nursing. Cause I was just so afraid of what if I roll over while I'm holding her and she's crushed under me and, you know, and she was so small. She was only about six pounds and you could see her ribs. And it was like, oh, like that was scary for me too. Um, just to have this teeny little thing is like a little bird, you know? <laughs> um, and they're so defenseless and helpless. Yes. So it was just, it was such a challenge to come home and to adjust from, two, you know, my husband and I to three, just mm-hmm. with the all night, virtually all night feedings. And, um, and then it would take us hours to get her to sleep. So we'd swaddle her and, you know, we'd rock her like fairly vigorously. Cause that's what would really help her get, get sleepy, um, do the white noise and put her on her side, all these things. And it would take an hour to two hours to do that for at bedtime and then when she woke in the night, um, she would generally get back to sleep pretty easily, pretty quickly. Um, but it was usually on me. So then I stayed awake, like I said. <laughs> so, wow. so how long does this go on for? Because it sounds, I'm getting tired just listening <laughs> to describe it. Yeah, um, this all went on for about, well, more than three weeks. But it was at the three-week mark that I was just like, something is is going on here. This is not like normal, you know, and um, I'm of the generation where you Google everything, you know, and I, I mean, my parents too, they've even kind of come around to that, but it's more me and the younger generation. That's what we do. (laughs) You know, WebMD and you're like, oh my gosh, I have some rare disease. Yeah. (laughs) My baby is not feeding right. Oh my goodness. I have stage five cancer in my foot. Exactly. Yeah, crazy stuff. You know, it just you can really go really off tangent with that and go crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I was doing a lot of research and um I learned that if you have something called baby blues, that's when you, you just feel sad and weepy and just kind of down. And it, it happens two weeks after the baby's born. Um, but then if it happens and you're still feeling down and hopeless and um if that happens for three weeks or more then it's more than likely postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. And I do have a history of anxiety, depression that I've been able to um, manage throughout my life before I got pregnant. So so I was like, well, that kind of already puts me at risk, more at risk. Um, So I reached out to my doctor and I I think she was able to take me that same day. Uh, Yep. So I went and I think I answered everything on the questionnaire like in the, okay, if you answer this, that means you have postpartum depression. It was like, do you have intrusive thoughts? Yes. Do you 
you know, are you thinking of like ending your life or running away from your life? It's like, yes, you know, mm-hmm. um, are you, what's the other one that had asked me? Um, I can't remember, but, but I do remember being at the doctor's office and looking at our house. Cause it was, it was really that close to us knowing my daughter's there and my husband's taking care of her and I didn't miss her at all. And she's only three weeks old, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was like, Oh, she's fine there. And I just, it just was so bizarre. Cause it was like, who doesn't miss their baby when they're away from them? You know, especially in the beginning when you like at three weeks, I'm not sure. Um, well, for me, I didn't really bond with her at, at that point. Um, and that I thought was weird, too, because I'm like, I've seen other moms and they're really bonded with their baby and it's right when it's born. So I'm like, what's happening? You know, um, so, yes, yeah, so I was diagnosed with postpartum depression and um I was put on medication and then saw my therapist more frequently and she went through the same thing. So that was really years ago when she had her first child. So that was super helpful. Um, And then my mom came to visit and kind of took care of the baby and cooked and cleaned. And um, so then it just, it gave me time to just kind of sleep and uh, catch up on missed sleep. And then, and then too, I think, I entered motherhood at a sleep debt because my water broke at like 1130 at night. So then I didn't sleep that. Whole oh, wow. <laughs> you know, and so I'm like, oh, I wish it would have. But either way, you're, you know, your first child, you're going to be in labor for 14 hours or more. So you're, you're already going into it tired, you know, but um, anyway, she helped and she, her and my husband would trade off with, uh, with feeding her from a bottle throughout the night so that I could sleep. So I, I did make some concessions there, but it was still my milk, you know? Um, and then I think at some point we did introduce some formula just cause I just needed more of a break and, but everything was fine. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's the story. My mom was with us for about three weeks and just, that was kind of the, the break and the breather that I needed. Um, Yep. So then it, it wasn't until she was, she was about seven months old that, you know, the, although things had progressed and had gotten better, they still weren't great. So when she turned seven months old, I was just annoyed that she's still waking like five times a night. And, um, and I never know when she's going to go down for a nap and, you know, and I'm like, she's really tired. And I put her down for a nap 20 minutes later, she's up. I'm like, oh. what? You know, like hardly even went pee, like what the heck, (laughs) you know? um, So that was really, really tough. And my husband and I, oh my gosh, especially in the early days, but even up till then we were just fighting and, you know, and I didn't really like being around him anymore. It was like, what do you know? (laughs) You're at work all day. And I didn't like that because he, he was really innocent in all of it. And I was kind of just taking out my frustrations onto him. Um, so I told my doctor about it and she, she said, you need your sleep. You need your sleep too, not just the baby. So why don't you do the sleep training program? I did it with my kid. It worked great. She's, I think she was like three at the time. 
She's like, we did it when she was a baby and now she's three. She still sleeps great. Try it. I'm like, okay. All right. So I, I wrote, wrote down the name and of course looked it up again on Google <laughs> and, then, <laughs> um, and then asked everyone I, I came in contact with, tell me about your baby's sleep. How did they sleep? What did you do to get them to sleep? Have you heard of the sleep training program? Like I wanted to get as much information about it as I possibly could because, um, so I'm not someone to just like fly by the seat of my pants. No, I like to have stuff planned and weigh the pros and cons. And, you know, I like to know exactly what I'm getting into before I'm in it. <laughs> and so, okay. um, and I asked a friend of mine that uh, her daughter, I think was four at the time and was like this happy go lucky, really well-behaved, nice girl. And um, she told me, yeah, we sleep trained her when she was younger. I'm like, oh, okay. So this isn't like permanently damaging your child or something, you know, cause that was, that was at the core of my fear was that, um, so I knew there'd probably be some crying <laughs> that, okay. uh, that I wouldn't be able to go and get her to stop crying and that she'd have to sort of work it out on her own. And I was afraid of like, well, how will, how's that going to affect her in the long run? But, um, looking at my friend's daughter, it's like, well, she looks fine to me. She seems happy-go-lucky, you know. So um, what is involved in the sleep training? Oh, it's it's actually pretty complicated. I mean, in some ways, it's really simple because, I mean, it's complicated and simple at the same mm -hmm. time because you're essentially changing and manipulating behavior. So so if, you, if you're at the grocery store with your child and they want that candy bar and you tell them no, well, now they're going to throw a fit because <laughs> they're mad and to help you to change your mind and get them that candy bar. But if you don't give it to them, they're going to find, they're going to give up eventually, you know, and just after you're thoroughly embarrassed, you know, but they'll, they'll give up. And the next time they go to the grocery store, they'll know, oh. I could throw a fit, a fit about the candy bar, but mom's going to say, no, all right, well, I just won't, you know? So it's in a way, that's what we're doing with sleep training where I don't want to say we're, we're not ignoring the, the cries like flat out. It's not like cried out where <laughs> they're in the room crying for eight hours straight and yep. you're just eating popcorn and watching. Yeah. Movie. No, it's not. Will you turn it down? I mean, we're at the good part. You know. <laughs> no, but there's, there is likely going to be some protest because you're asking them to do something they, they one don't really want to do. Yep. <laughs> and two, um, something they quite, they can't quite do yet. And you're, they're learning the skills to get themselves to sleep. Kind of the only way they can is you're alone, get to sleep. <laughs> you're not yeah. being rocked or pacified or you know, but they do it and it's, it's incredible. So, um, and my daughter, she had cried a little bit throughout the process. I mean, certainly was more in the beginning, mm -hmm. um, but it, it wasn't that much. I mean, in the moment it, it felt worse than it is, but it was only the first couple nights and then she got to sleep and um, there might've been little whimpers in the night, but then she would get right back to sleep and you know, we're, so, so I'm sorry, we're talking. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm interrupting you. Um, so we're talking like a week, maybe. Um, 
the first three nights were the most challenging. And then okay. night five was a little, that's the, I always tell clients, that's the one to, to watch out for. Cause there's a little bit of a regression, mm-hmm. but you just keep doing being consistent. Um, and then it was, my daughter was by night six, night seven. She slept all the way through. Wow. So then, and then there was another week where we, we worked more heavily on naps um, so really it's about a two week program could be, okay. could be up to three weeks. You know, sometimes babies get, they get sick throughout the, the program or teething or, or mom and dad are just uh, <laughs> help too much is the nicest way to say. Yeah. You know, the, it, it's the, uh, it's like the baby helicopter phase. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And I get it. So, so sometimes that can make it take a little longer, but uh, yeah, two to three weeks and, um, and it, and it lasts forever, you know, like my daughter's six now and she's still a great sleeper, you know? I think we, we undervalue not, not just sleep, but the process, you know, the, the process of, and the benefits of sleep and, and how they affect our waking life. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I always think, think that I, I got postpartum depression mostly because I was sleep deprived. I mean, I did have some risk factors, um, in my life for it. However, I just, I really think that was, that was more, more of it than anything else. Um, Mm -hmm. because things definitely did get better once, once my mom came and helped and I could sleep. I could sleep better throughout the night. And then once my daughter was sleeping better, I was so much better. I mean, and I kind of think of like sleep is kind of like, um, well, it is one of the pillars of health. And I kind of yeah. think it's, I mean, I'm biased in this, but I want to say it's like the foundation and then everything else comes up from it. But yeah, I, I know a lot of people use meds, you know, meditation slash mindfulness, exercise, diet, yeah. and then sleep. Mm, I like that. I never heard of that, that yeah. acronym, but that's, that's good. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you know, sleep is right there. And, uh, you know, be, I think sleep is at the end only because if you said SMED, it wouldn't sound as appealing, <laughs> but you know, I, I, but I think that in your case, you know, it's, uh, you know, you save the best for last. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, our brains are, they are different. They're really different. A brain from someone that's sleeping well every night versus someone that isn't. I mean, Mm -hmm. and weight loss. I mean, if you're not sleeping well and you're trying to lose weight, it's pretty likely that it won't happen. You know, so your body tends to store fat with the less sleep you get. So yeah, exactly. And no, there, I mean, you look at professional athletes, they are famously good sleepers, you know, because they not only are they using their bodies so much that they need to rest, but they understand the importance of that rest. Yes. Yeah. And your, your body, um, actually heals itself in its sleep while you're sleeping and, you know, um, yeah. And athletes would certainly know that and take advantage of that. The, especially like weightlifters that comes to mind that, you know, cause lifting weights, you're actually like ripping your muscles yes. you know, when you sleep. Now it's healing back together, bigger and stronger. So, so yeah, yeah. there's a lot. <laughs> there's yeah, a lot exactly. 
So Angela, where could someone find you if they want to learn more about this sleep practice? Well, I run a Facebook group. Uh, it's called Lehigh Valley Sleep Community. Um, so that's a great place to start. I have lots of events that are coming up. Um, I'm thinking I might have a toddler event coming up this summer, spring, summer sometime. Excellent. I'm launching an event uh, a couple weeks from now for newborns, and it's going to be like my first launch. So I'm hoping to to learn a lot from it and then make the next one even better. So Yep, I post, um, I'm usually going live in there two times a week with some kind of training. Um, like this past week was newborns and swaddles. Uh, I get the question all the time. I know I'm supposed to swaddle my newborn, but they hate it. What should I do? Well, I have some specific recommendations that babies love. They love these kinds of swaddles and that, that would really help. Um, so I'm doing these lives. Um, I'm going to be doing some question and answer periods too, and there's sleep tips and funny stories. And, and I try to make it um, yeah, a community where no one feels like I'm too scared to ask a question or, or share my story of, of, you know, bad mom or whatever. <laughs> no, I, I, I love that because that's where you were in the beginning. Yeah. You didn't know this was such a big problem. Yeah. And if, if it weren't so, if it weren't so hush hush or people, you know, were more vocal about it, you probably would have solved this problem a lot faster. Yes, absolutely. So you could say by me doing this, I'm, I'm kind of like coming full circle, you know, I'm kind of, I'm helping myself like as much as I'm helping them because, yeah, you know, that it's like teaching. Out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The, the more you teach, the more you learn. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the name of the Facebook group again? Lehigh Valley Sleep Coach Community. Okay. Lehigh Valley Sleep Coach Community. Yes. Excellent. Well, that's fantastic. Why well, I'm, I'm really excited for those upcoming programs that you have, especially about the ones that are coming up for, uh, you said, uh, toddlers and preschoolers in the summer. Yes. Excellent. And unfortunately, the one that you mentioned earlier, uh, will, you know, will have happened by the time that people are hearing this, but, um, you know, I know that they can always, you know, look back at your fate, you know, your Facebook posts and, and check those out as well. So yeah. Angela, I'm wondering, you know, I'm a gratitude guy and that's why I speak about what is something that you are surprised that you are thankful for now, maybe something that happened in the past. Hmm. I would say that whole experience <laughs> from when my daughter was born up until I found this, this sleep program for her. Um, and in the moment I would never have said that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been able to connect with so many moms in a way that uh, well-meaning people, but they haven't been there. Like they have not been able to do that. Um, you know, cause I felt in that time, I felt so, small and so inadequate and you know but now I'm able to to help people in the way that I wanted to be helped and needed to be helped and that's just I think it really makes your soul just feel at ease to do this you know to, to come full circle in your like in your trauma so to speak yeah so that would be it for me <laughs> well excellent well that that's a great answer yeah I 
you know, obviously on a different level, I resonate because of my experience, my journey, but, you know, being able to help other people with their situations and my unique experience or, you know, my unlikely experience, I would say, because it's not unique in many respects, but being able to help people out, given my experience is something that is a, 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 a diamond in the rough, we'll say. It's something that you don't, you wouldn't plan on being thankful for, but wow, you know, it's really helped me out, really helped someone else out. Yes, absolutely. So as we wrap up here, Angela, I have to ask you, what is your favorite dinosaur? Oh, um, oh, I forget what it's called, but the one in, uh, oh, that dinosaur movie for kids. Land Before Time? Before Time, yes. Yep. Uh, Littlefoot? Littlefoot, the brontosaurus. Yes. Oh, yes. I remember it as a kid, and I just thought, I just thought he was so cute, and now we've watched it with my daughter, and it's like, oh, she loves it. You know? <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. Like awesome. any anytime we watch a, a Marvel movie. I'm I'm like you know fist pumping like yes I don't have to watch these in secret. <laughs> so, well, Angela, it's been a blessing and an honor to talk with you. Thank you very much for sharing your story with us today. Thank you for having me. This was great. Definitely. And so, folks, you can check out Angela at the Lehigh Valley Sleep. Finish it up, please. Coach Community. <laughs> Sleep, yeah. Lehigh Valley Sleep Coach Community. Check her out if you want to learn more about this practice or if you know someone who could benefit from it, please check out chrisdtgordon.com. If you want to learn more about the attitude of gratitude and how my message can increase your gratitude, positivity, and resilience, you can download a free tag one sheet, go visit the merch store and grab a nice tag t-shirt or a what is your favorite dinosaur t-shirt. Those are very popular. And as always, please like, share, subscribe these messages of hope and inspiration that can help others on their journeys through this crazy thing we call life. And finally, again, thank you so much for being here with me. Please have a fantastic day. And remember, the past on perfection and go for greatness. Greatness.